All right, everyone, welcome back to Orlando Out of Context. I'm Brian. And I'm Stephanie. Welcome back, everyone. We have another special guest this week. Uh, we have Lauren. Lauren, what is your last name now? Because I know- My, last, <laughs> my last name now is Craig. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I know Lauren from working at Disney, and so that's what brought her on. And I noticed Lauren is doing an amazing job over at Pixie Dust and Points. So as we get started, kind of tell us about what Pixie Dust and Points is. You have an Instagram account, right? Yeah, I do. Um, so Pixie Dust and Points really just kind of chronicles my adventures and living, hopefully, living a healthy, happy, and balanced life and a happy little corner of the internet. I travel. I love to explore Orlando, and I try to do so as healthily as I can, but savoring the moment and having lots of fun. So I follow the MyWW program to kind of keep me healthy and balanced. So I do share a lot about that. Disney adventures, just a lot of fun. That's all it is. Okay, cool. So <clears throat> we're going to start off by asking you about your Orlando story. Um, how did you get here? What brought <laughs> you here? And what keeps you here? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I have lived in Orlando, I can't believe it, for... Um, on and off, just about, just over 14 years now. So like a lot of Orlando residents, I was attracted to Orlando because I wanted to work for Disney. Um, so I started on the Disney College program and I made cotton candy, which was a blast. Oh, um, yeah, it's a little shop that no longer exists called Sweet Spells at Disney's Hollywood Studios. So I made cotton candy and caramel apples and fun things like that. So I uh, went back home and went back to school and then returned. Um, and then my Disney journey kind of just took on from there. I met Brian through that journey, which was really fun too. We worked together for 30 hot seconds about how long. We worked together, um, I don't know, probably like maybe a year if that. Yeah, yeah probably about a year. That's uh, a long 30 You know what seconds. I was wondering? Yeah. <laughs> what I was wondering is we, we might need to edit this out, but uh, were you on Dream Squad? I was not, no. I was supposed to go to Dream Squad and then like, I got called for GR at the same time. Gotcha. Because yeah. for some reason, I thought you were on. Because on... all my friends were Dream Squad with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was me. So, like, you all were making dreams come true, and I was solving problems. So. <laughs> you were crushing dreams. <laughs> <laughs> making a different kind of dream. <laughs> yeah. So, so what, year, uh, what year did you do your first college program? 2006. Okay. Yeah. Ours was what, like oh five, oh six. Yeah. Okay. Ours, ours was well, no, my, was it? Yeah, ours was oh five, oh six. Because we yeah. spent like the holidays, like the New Year. We okay. On Main Street on New Year's Eve. Oh. Crazy. That's so but um, that's a whole story in its own. <laughs> I was right after you then, so you left and I kept the party going. Yeah, that's what we all do: keep the party going. CP. Exactly. Keep the party going. So, yeah, so that just kind of grew over time. So. Disney is what initially attracted me to Orlando, but um, you ask what keeps me here, and I've kind of really fallen in love with this community, and um, I think that when I first started here, I'm originally from Missouri, and I love, like, I love where I'm from, Brian, I know you're from Oklahoma, so, like, we came from a pretty similar background um, with that, you know, but I was so attracted to the diversity of our community. And I think still today, that's kind of what keeps me here and keeps me going with it. So 
The people I've met have been amazing. The spirit of this community is incredible and it's been awesome to see it grow and change and develop over time. And I just, I love Orlando. What part of, what part of Orlando do you live? I live in Winter Garden. Okay. Yeah. So you live pretty convenient. Winter Garden is pretty convenient to both Disney and, I mean, you can get to like downtown relatively quickly from Winter Garden. Yes, which is awesome. Like when I moved here, I didn't even, I don't know, we knew we wanted to stay on this side of town when we built our house. And it, I really feel like it's so much more uh, easily accessible to downtown and, you know, into different parts of Orlando than we were before. So it's great because it's close to Disney, close to work, and, uh, and still close to other places we like to explore. So let's talk about uh, your IG handle, Pixie Dust and Points. Let's talk about your Weight Watchers journey. Like, how long have you been doing Weight Watchers? Um, I'll say I'll say two years. So um, I'd say on and off a little bit before that, but I think you know seriously, probably two years. So yeah, a few people that have done it. My mom did it, and she was very successful with it. And it just seems like a really like like something that's super manageable for your life you know it's not like this strict strict thing you're able to you know enjoy time out go to restaurants and you know still enjoy social time and still staying on track to a healthy lifestyle so totally some of your um your thoughts about that yeah so i think that's what that's what makes me love it and I think just kind of like how I said, like, it's been neat to see Orlando change over time. It's been neat to see this product change over time as well. And I think what keeps me on it is that it is livable. And I think more than anything, I want to live a balanced life. And it helps me do that. And I know there's a lot of WW, Weight Watchers, they call it WW now, Dub Stub, Stub Square. I don't know what you call it. <laughs> but um, a lot of members who... Um, do it just to stay balanced, like not necessarily even to lose weight. And for me, I am someone who travels quite a bit under normal circumstances. And um, it's neat to keep me kind of grounded and anchored. And yeah, so, so I love that about it. And it is livable. So I am a super social person. I love that I can still go out to, you know, for cocktails with my friends or if I want to have, you know, a wild, I don't know, go crazy and have a splurge meal I can have a splurge meal but I know how to get back on track tomorrow and just very livable so you mentioned how it's changed over the years that's actually one of our questions so um like I know like when my mom my mom did Weight Watchers and has done it in the past as well um you know it was just called Weight Watchers and I guess there was one program but then uh you know I'm hearing all this different stuff about there's like different plans and you because I was looking to a Instagram live you did last night and you were talking to something about purple like what are all the plans and what are the colors <laughs> mean and all that stuff yeah yeah so um right now there are three different plans that they use on the WW program they have different colors for each of them so I think it's blue green blue and purple is what they use and it's all really, it's the same science that's behind, behind all three of them. They are three very similar plans, um, but that work for three different types of lifestyles, I like um, to call it, I guess. So the green plan, I think, is great for people who um, maybe need to uh, count on like convenience meals and things like that a little bit more. Um, the blue plan, if we're talking like Goldilocks, like this one's too small, this one's too big, this is just right. 
the blue plan's kind of in the middle and the purple plan, which I'm on, really kind of banks on doing a lot of fresh fruits and vegetables, lean proteins, um, and whole grains. So I am eating, you know, I'd say probably 80% clean-ish, okay. give or take a cookie here and there. But gotcha. Yeah. So it's just kind of the level of where you want to be at. Exactly. Yeah. But more about, I appreciate that it's kind of, you have to be honest with yourself. Yeah. Of course, we all want to be on the purple plan, but let's, you know, we have to take into account your lifestyle, your work schedules, you know, the reality of, you know, you always want to set yourself up for success when you're starting any sort of nutrition plan or quote unquote diet, you know? Yeah, totally. And like, there was a time in my life where green is what worked for me and that time might happen again. So um, I just know that right now I am in a season where um, I am loving eating those kinds of foods. They make me happy. They make me feel good. And I have the time uh, to work with those, but there might be a time where I'm busier and I need to really bank on, you know, being able to heat up a lean cuisine again and things like that, in which case green might be best for me then. So so yeah. currently right now, as we're recording, we're all in quarantine. Yeah. Uh, so I bet you've had tons of time to like, have you been developing any, like any new recipes or kind of just sticking with your normal stuff? Or what are some of your favorites? Yeah. So I've really been branching out a lot, I think, during this time, which has been fun. I think the blessing of time has been great. Um, granted, we can't always get all the groceries that we're looking for in the store. So it forces us to be even more creative, which is fun. Um, but I have been branching out a bit. So I kind of, I started doing HelloFresh early on in this, um, just because like my Publix was low on a lot of the things that I wanted. And I thought, well, hey, I can like do HelloFresh boxes and that'll at least be, you know, three meals a week of, you know, fresh fruits and veggies and, and things like that. But that kind of inspired me to branch outside of my comfort zone with things that I was cooking that I enjoyed. So then I kind of took that mindset and applied it towards, you know, towards the healthy lifestyle that I try to live (laughs) as much as I can. So I've had a lot of fun playing in the kitchen, a lot of fun uh, just combining different things that I have. Like last night I made, what was it? Brian, you watched me cook it. Was it like a chicken, uh, high peanut noodle chicken stir fry something? I don't even know. You were like throwing stuff together. You weren't like following a recipe, right? Because you said yeah. at the beginning that you were just like uh, using things before they went bad, basically. Yeah. yeah. So, so on the topic of HelloFresh, because that was something I was curious about. I know from watching, um, paying attention to your Instagram that you, you have done things like HelloFresh. So out of, what do we call those services? Like, oh, like that. so have you done other things besides HelloFresh and uh, have you like landed on HelloFresh as your favorite one of those services yeah as of today that's my favorite one so I've tried Blue Apron I've tried Chef and HelloFresh um I enjoyed Blue Apron as well but at the time that I tried now granted it's been a couple years since I've done it so it could be different today um but at the time I did it I felt like it took me a lot more time uh, to cook a meal on that than it does on HelloFresh. So the other thing that I'm really liking about HelloFresh is they do have, um, more indulgent meals, but they also have, I think they call them calorie smart meals as well. Um, so you can kind of 
you know, gear it towards what works well for your nutrition. I'm sure that the other plans do as well. I've just, I've really enjoyed HelloFresh and yeah. Are any of those services partnered with WW as far as giving you your point counts? Once upon a time, Chef was. So I'm not sure if they still have a partnership. Um, I wasn't the hugest Chef fan, to be honest. <laughs> I tried HelloFresh and it's really nice. I, I really enjoyed it because it just gives you like, Sometimes I want to get adventurous and I want to cook because I'm not a good cook, uh-huh. but you know, you go down this list of things that you need and it seems to be like all these ingredients and then it's like, but you only need a pinch of this or exactly. that. <laughs> so it's like, I go and I spend and you know, I'm single, so I'm always usually cooking for one or just, you know, Brian, my roommate, the two of us. And you buy like $60 or $70 worth of groceries for one meal and then yeah. you have all this food left. And I'm not good as far as like, you know, when he was saying like, oh, let's just whip something up with what we yeah. have. That's not <laughs> in my skill set. So HelloFresh is really awesome if you're a lazy cooker or you're bad at cooking. Yeah. Or you, you know, it forces you to be healthy too. Because it's like, well, I have yeah. the stuff and it's here. All I have to do is cook it. It does. I feel like I have less food waste when I do it, which yeah. is something I'm trying to be more fi- more mindful of these days as well. And, and you know, to your point, like you get something you use at once. I did one the other day that this was a splurge meal for me, but, and it, but it was so good. It was this like wild mushroom and truffle pasta. Um, and the truffle was insanely delicious, but truffle is very expensive. And it gave you a little tiny packet of it. So I didn't have to go and buy like a huge bottle for it. They gave me the right amount. There was some left over and then I could put it on popcorn the next day. So, <laughs> so that was good. But yeah, I'm a fan, big fan. So um, in terms of traveling, when you're doing your traveling, um, what are your tips and tricks to stay on track uh, when you're traveling? Do you like yeah. pack your own stuff or um, you just wing it when you get there? I kind of just wing it when I get there for the most part. So it depends upon where I'm going, especially if it's domestically. I think domestic travel, it's really easy to kind of just, you know, find things as you go that work. Um, but I will say a big part of being balanced for me, I'm a foodie first and foremost. Like I love good food. And this is why I love WWs because I can still enjoy that and balance it out. But um, I, for me, a big part of traveling is enjoying the local foods and drinks. So I don't really want to restrict myself from that. But what I do make sure that I do is have a healthy breakfast, no matter where I go every single day. So I make sure that that's low in points for me so that I'm starting the day with a hearty breakfast. That way, like I'm not hungry going into the day or I've not, you know, begun my morning eating just sugar or things like that. So I always anchor it with that. Um, And I try and you know, fill my meals with as many like vegetables as I can. So if I'm having something that is a bit more indulgent, you know, as a main entree, maybe instead of doing like cheesy potatoes and green beans, I'm going to do double veggies with it or something like that. So. Okay, cool. So while we're on the topic of travel, I'm going to like pause on the Weight Watchers a little bit. So I know that you and your husband love to travel. I know you've traveled a little bit for for work but mm-hmm. so what what were your, what was your travel itinerary last year and what were your plans this year and have you had to change any of your yeah. plans this year so we'll start with last year so what did you guys do last year okay last year um 
last year we did a couple, I did a couple cruises, uh, like to the Bahamas. We did QS in the Bahamas with that. Um, fortunate that we were able to go on those for like quick little weekend trips. Um, but then our huge trip that we did last year, um, we did a Northern Europe cruise. So we, on that trip, we started our trip by going to Paris. We did a few days there, um, did Disneyland Paris because we had never been there before. So we had to make What sure month we were you in Disneyland? What month did you go? Uh, late August was when our trip began. I remember, yeah. Yeah, and it was beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So uh, started in Paris and then from there went to Dover, England to uh, embark on the cruise. And our cruise was seven nights. We went to Copenhagen, three ports in Norway, and then back to Dover. And then we ended our trip in London for a little bit and then came back home. Um, that was incredible. The reason we did it um, is for us, we kind of viewed the cruise as transportation. Like it was a bonus because it was a cruise and that was fun. But for us, we knew that we wanted to go to Norway at some point. Norway is a very expensive country to, country to visit. Um, and this one that being the cheapest way for us to see it. So, um, you know, as well as going to Denmark. So it wound up being very economical for us. And we were able to see, you know, knock off a few places that we want and you don't have to on the cruise ship you don't have to unpack and pack and go exactly. move hotels it's you know it's it's taking you to all the places that you want to go did you have a question did you yeah. do any excursions in norway we did one um we did a um fjord cruise we part a portion of our cruise was going through norwegian fjords but in one of those towns they had a separate fjord cruise um, that went to, it's called the Lease Fjord, and it's in Stavanger, Norway, and it's where, if you've seen Mission Impossible, and you see Tom Cruise scaling, like, the side of a mountain or fjord, that's where it is, so. Um, I love how you, like, pronounce the names so well. <laughs> I can't trust myself with it. <laughs> you have to back me. <laughs> you, you pronounced all those names really well. You must have practiced. I'm, I've tried. <laughs> I've tried to learn it. <laughs> So yeah, so that was our only our only excursion. And thank you for asking that question because I think for okay, so for us, we are travelers. We don't want to have this, we don't want to have a like for lack of better terms, fabricated experience everywhere yeah. we go. We want to see the local culture and do as locals do. So that was the only time that we did any sort of structured activity. Everything else was us on foot exploring or renting a scooter and going around or um, talking to friends. I'm very, very blessed to have some friends who live in that part of the country from one of my former jobs and, you know, talking to them about what's great in the area. So it was phenomenal. So then did you go to some local, like, like restaurants where like locals go and stuff? Yeah. Okay. We did. We went uh, to a brewery in Oslo, which I will not even try to pronounce because it would be really terrible. Um, I've, I'm going to spell it M-I-K-K-E-L-E-R. I think it's how you spell it. And I think we actually, we have one in San Francisco here. And I think, I'm, I know for sure in San Francisco, we have one here in the U.S. now, which is exciting. Um, but so that was really cool to be able to do that. Cool. Yeah. So this year, so what, what did you have planned? Are you going to be able to do your plans uh, for uh, relaxation travel this year? For relaxation travel this year, our plans have been uh, a little, a little hijinked <laughs> like they are for a lot of people. So we were supposed to go on, um, on a small Bahamian cruise um, at the beginning of April, 
that was just canceled, understandably. Um, but then our big trip of the year was supposed to be happening here in a couple weeks, and um, we were doing our first Adventures by Disney trip. Oh, no! I know! Oh! <laughs> I know! So, what, what itinerary were you doing for... Okay, so... Okay, this is going to be a two-part trip. So, again, if we're doing a cruise, we try and pair it with something completely organic. So, we were going to go to Switzerland on foot. Oh. I know. So, my husband's uh, grandmother is from Switzerland, and we really want to be able to go there and share that experience with her. So... Um, like, she lives there right now? No, 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 no. She lives here. Um, oh. Not here in Orlando, but here in the U.S. And, um, yeah, so we just really wanted to be able to, you know see that side of her life and talk to her about it and share it so that was the beginning of our trip and then we were going to go back to France we were going to explore true Paris a little bit because our trip to Paris uh last time it actually only happened because we found super cheap flights into Paris mm -hmm. so that's how we went up there so this time we're like okay we want to dedicate you know a good amount of time to real Paris and then we were going to go on the Rhone River cruise so just sailing down the road so that was canceled but <laughs> i know <laughs> um but i'm trying not to mourn it breathe. <laughs> breathe i know so now we are rebooked um to hopefully fingers and toes crossed go in october um we are still doing adventures by disney hopefully and going on a Sin River cruise, and we were able to kind of just move the itinerary around. So we're still going mm -hmm. to do Switzerland. Um, we kind of changed our date, so we have a little more time on the front end of the trip now. So we'll see what kind of fun we get into. And I'm sure Disney <laughs> made it really. I'm sure Disney made it really easy to. Oh yeah. Rebook and everything. It was. This so will be cool. your first experience with Adventures by Disney. Yeah. <laughs> And we've heard nothing well, at least you know it'll be good and it'll have something to look forward to after all of oh this, yeah you know? yeah we are so totally yeah so it'll be great and whenever it happens so <laughs> hopefully sooner than later you know well that's i mean that sounds like a great trip and last year's trip sounds good really good. oh yeah that that was outstanding so but i think you make a good point about you know sometimes cruises kind of people frown at cruises yeah um but i think you know like even a med mediterranean cruise like imagine those so many different countries because i've been looking at med cruises and there's so many different countries that you get to see in one yes. trip and you don't have to change hotel rooms or uh you know be getting off and on trains and planes and all that you just you know, i think you just stay. have to have that adventurous spirit and uh, we like to, when we travel, we like to do a lot of research before we go and sort of micromanage our trips. So it's like, okay, we're gonna go to this restaurant, we're gonna go to this museum, we're gonna go to this like factory tour or this river cruise or whatever it may be. So you have to just, you know, planning the trip has to be just as exciting as actually oh, cool. going on the trip. That was such a huge uh, surprise blessing that happened with our trip being canceled is like I read somewhere one time that even if you just plan a trip that you don't ever intend on going on, that still will in your body produce, you know, yeah. some many of the same feelings that you get from when you actually travel. So to be able to go through that, you know, kind of have a fresh slate, we're seeing a different part of France now on the trip and, um, you know, and kind of 
reevaluate where we're going was really fun. So we need to fun. talk because I have uh, places for you to go in Paris. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Yeah, I bet you do. Like, yeah, I need your transportation <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so we'll have, to talk, we'll have to talk uh, about about Paris offline. Definitely. So when you when you travel, do you put a halt to following WW or? It depends. Especially um, on a cruise, you know, it's like. <laughs> well, one would think especially on a cruise, but especially on a cruise, I actually don't. So. Yeah, I think it's, you can go either way, in my opinion, because yes. you don't have to prepare anything yourself. So you don't, you don't have to be as lazy in the kitchen. Yes. You just go up and you just yeah. decide if you're going to have self-control or not. I did a very strict diet on a Disney cruise once and it oh, was no problems for me. Yeah, but your head has to be in it. You know, you have to be. It like, does. Yeah, you just you have to make that choice going into it. So my my rule of thumb when I travel is if I have something indulgent that is unique to that location, or is something like truly special, or I know I'm actually going to regret not doing it, then you bet I have it. But if it is just having a donut at breakfast for the sake of having a donut at breakfast, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. So. That's kind of the rule of thumb that I go through. So um, I ate every croissant under the sun when we were <laughs> and I have zero regrets. <laughs> um, yeah, you can't like not eat the croissants. No. Or, or like real school bread in Norway. That was insane. Yeah, we're going to come up to that in a second. Yeah, we will. <laughs> so um, that kind of gets us into transition for... You know, obviously we uh, live in Orlando and I know, well, you don't have to have an annual pass because you and your husband work for Disney. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have an annual passes in this, ha this household. So yeah. we're, we're frequently at the parks yeah. uh, and we're missing the parks a lot right now. It's Same. A, yeah. Like a world that we never thought we would ever never. be in. I know. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, um, we're going to talk a little bit about... Um, visiting the parks and food yeah. the parks so my favorite <laughs> uh like favorite things so i divided it up into kind of four different questions and the first one would be so what is your favorite disney uh snack to stay on track like where do you think like what do you think is i don't know have you done counterpoints on some of the things that disney does yeah i have so disney doesn't release uh true nutritional information on everything but the other reason why, going way back early in our conversation, that the purple plan works for me um, is because you don't have to track a lot of foods. And I know that I go out to the parks a lot or, you know, out in town a lot. And I can kind of build my meals based on what they call zero point foods on WW. Um, so I do like when I'm here in town, I'm not on vacation. If I use that excuse every weekend when I went to a park, like I, I couldn't do it. Like, I mean, I did that for way too long, you know, I can't continue doing that. So, um, so I do count when I go and I really think like if I'm talking true treat, um, I love Dole Whips and Dole Whips would be one of my favorite indulgent treats, but Dole Whips aren't actually terrible for you. Um, and even though Disney doesn't publish nutritional information right there in front of you, Dole does publish the nutritional information for the Dole Whips. So I can go into my tracker, I can calculate it, and I can count my points for it. So that's my favorite um, WW-friendly so, thing here. So, so a little, like, uh, tip it on that. Uh, Dole Whip is now, you can find it outside of Disney now in some places. Like, 
I think um, there's a restaurant chain. They, I think we had one on 192, but it's not there anymore. Uh, Island Pokey, I think. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. They have Dole Whip, and they have different, I think they have different flavors besides just pineapple of Dole Whip. So you can get that outside of Disney now, too. That was just something that came to my mind. Always a good treat. Yeah, Disney or not. <laughs> so is there, like, um, you know, one of my friends is doing WW, and she had kind of, like, a bootleg app yeah where you know it, all the restaurants so i guess other people are in doing all these calculations inputting it mm -hmm. um are there any blogs out there that um basically do that for disney or like any, anyone you've discovered in your yeah journey? i haven't really discovered a lot in current day so it is something there's got to be some disney freak out there who's like know. also a ww freak yes yeah. If you, I think that might be me, but <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. There's a new business move for you. This is how I'm going to take over the world. <laughs> One healthy Disney meal at a time. Um, I do think that there are some there are some bloggers out there who talk about it. Um, within the WW app, um, they do have a social feature within it now where they have a group called WW at Disney. And a lot of people will post like things that they found or things that they've enjoyed. Um, yeah, and things along those lines. But I think, you know, there's an opportunity there. Exactly. <laughs> but I make sure to share things on my Instagram as well. I think I have a highlight that I call like WW at Disney and I post, you know, point friendly things that I find and love on there. So what is your favorite, when you're not counting points, you're just going to send points to the wind because you know that tomorrow, <laughs> you know that tomorrow you can get back on track and make the right decisions. What yeah. Disney snack, uh, do you just not keep points, track points, and you, you don't care about? How much time do you have? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, let, we'll let you do three, Lauren. Three. Okay. Oh, three. That's good. That's good. Okay. Uh, my top three would include school bread from Norway. Okay, so explain school bread because that's something that oh my. I, I don't know anything. Do you oh, know about school no, bread? No, I've never heard of it. So you got to explain what school okay. bread is. I assumed you knew. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I have heard it for the first time uh, on her Instagram live that I watched last night of Lauren. Okay, school bread is heaven. Can we get it here first before you tell me? And What do you say? Before I get excited about it, can I purchase it here anywhere? Yeah, well, you, uh, like, in town outside of Disney. In oh, current Epcot. Disney? You could get it at Epcot. Oh, at Epcot. Yes, at, yes at Oh, Epcot. okay. In the Norway Pavilion at the Kringla Bakery. You know, they have that little bakery. Yeah, yeah, I never go in there. At Epcot, by the way. Um, they have a great sandwich there, too. But, so, Kringla is a little, it's a round piece of bread um, that kind of tastes a little, like, cinnamon and nutmeg. And it has a cream filling in the center and, like, toasted coconut on it. So um, it's just, it is a little sweet, a little, a little tastes like a hug. Uh, <laughs> it tastes like, like a hug. It's like a hug. And it's just, it's so good. Uh, so that would be one of them. Okay. <laughs> so you had it in Norway, the real deal in Norway. I did, yeah. And so how would you compare the two? Um, it was interesting because in Norway and Epcot, it is served um, cold. So... Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, it's chilled. But in Norway, in real life, it was everything was warm. Okay. So that was a difference. I am curious to look into that and see if it was just, you know, if it was just a preference and how they served it, or if one is more traditional than the other. Don't know. So they did were, you have multiple 
in Norway or did you just indulge one time in that? In Norway? I just had the one because I also wanted Norwegian waffles and I also wanted to have like fresh fish from a fish from a fish market when I was there. So I had other Norwegian treats that I wanted. <laughs> I just was wondering if, you know, if they were different in different parts of Norway. Yeah. I guess okay, I'll so have I'll, to go back. I'll have to try that. I'm not a hugest, the hugest fan of, I'm guessing it's like shredded coconut on top. Just a little bit. Yeah. Okay. I'm not the hugest fan of that, but I'll still give it a try to, to see what it tastes yeah. like. Yeah. Or maybe forego the coconut part, like give that to Stephanie. And okay. then... I don't like it either. She don't like just it either. kidding. Give that I'll taste it. Just, <laughs> I'll taste it just to see. Yeah. It's good. It's not oh, something, it's not a choice I would make, but you know, yeah. we'll try. Okay. Um, so number two. Number two. I'm still going to say sweet. And it's funny because like if I had to pick sweet or savory, I'd pick savory any day. Uh, but I'm going to go for another sweet treat on this one and go with the caramel apple cookie um, in Germany. Hmm, I don't think I've had that. I think I've seen it, but I haven't had it. So good. So I, th <laughs> I think that that's a pro tip. We've never talked about that uh, on this podcast. But in Germany, they have a whole like Werther's caramel store in yeah. Germany. And it's amazing i always get the popcorn so oh, i'm not gonna look at the treats in the in the little cabinet in the line because i just get mm -hmm. the popcorn yeah but i think that's if you don't know that it's there you should go and yeah. right i mean it's really good totally and that's where the cookie is and it's just it's out of this world so but everything in that shop is fantastic and um but i love the cookie okay so then for your last one make it a savory can you make popcorn. it popcorn Oh, okay. Popcorn on Main Street, my goodness, it's the best. That doesn't have many points, does it? No, no. uh-uh, it doesn't. Even if it's covered in butter and salt. So that's another one that you can find in the in the app as well, um, or like you can get the nutritional information of it because it's I think it's top secret. It says on like the outside of the popcorn box, and you can kind of look it up and see like movie theater popcorn that's what it is you don't put extra butter on it it's just the butter it doesn't to me when you're eating that popcorn in the park it doesn't taste like pop secret it tastes no. there's some magic it in there magical. Magic in it. yeah it's not the yeah totally pixie dusted for sure yeah, it's, yeah. like i have i can look i'm looking in the pantry right now and i have pop secret in there and i can tell you that that does not taste it, don't taste as good. it does not taste like what they have on the main street mm. If my pop secret tasted like Magic Kingdom popcorn or any Disney popcorn, I would be eating a lot more of it, but mine has been sitting in there collecting dust. So. <laughs> All right, so now we're gonna get, we were kind of micro and talking about Disney snacks. Now we're gonna get a little bit more like macro, like high level, of, but, but restaurants. So yeah. what's your favorite restaurant um, to stay on track? What do you think uh, the, the best restaurant to stay on track is? across Disney, Walt Disney World property. Okay, are you talking quick service or table service? Or can either, I give you either one, but you have to pick one. So okay. either, either a quick service or a table. Um, I'm, oh boy. <laughs> uh, if I'm truly answering the question and the question is the best to stay on track, I am going to say Whispering Canyon Cafe at Disney's Wilderness Lodge. Okay, why? So, I'm really curious um, about I went this. there not too long ago. It was probably in like February or so. Um, and I hadn't been in a while. Like I'm used to the days of the skillet where there's like the sausage and the hollering and like the cornbread and it's amazing and not healthy. Right. 
Um, but we went back and now they still do the skillet concept, but they offer a few different versions of the skillet. And what I love about this one is it works for many different dietary needs. So they have a plant-based skillet. So if you are vegetarian or vegan, it's great. Um, they have a lot of gluten-free options as well that they can do. So if you're living a gluten-free lifestyle, that's great. Um, they do still have that traditional skillet with those delicious, magically cal caloric <laughs> items that I love. Yeah. Um, but I had one there called a land and sea skillet. Um, and it was like a little piece of salmon. It was a piece of chicken. There was a small plant-based sausage in it and then just roasted potatoes. And I think roasted, uh, maybe some roasted green beans. Okay. Um, and that sounds a little delicious. Bit. Yeah, it was delicious and healthy. And in my world, everything that I ate in that skillet on the WW Purple Plan, everything was zero points except for the oil. So I just kind of like assumed, made my best assumption on oil and was able to have a really low point, really delicious meal. Yeah, when I was doing um, Backstage Magic Tour for Disney Institute, <laughs> that's where we took the guests to lunch. <laughs> we would eat oh, gosh. Guests. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of the facilitators would just like say, okay, I'm ordering something different from what the guests are eating because you can't eat that like all the time. No, <laughs> no, you can't. But Whispering Canyon, that is, that is a good uh, recommendation. I'm glad that they're doing those when things. When you initially said that, I was like, wow, that's an interesting choice. It's I like, know. Oh, you can eat. <laughs> like, basically, they just bring all this food to your table. And You're like, what? <laughs> but I didn't know that they now have, I haven't been there in probably yeah, four years. Same, yeah. It's been a number of years. Um, it's switched. So is it still endless? Like, when you select that yeah. option, will they still bring out more if you want more of something? Yeah, they will. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's good. So, yeah, same concept. It was a little quieter than the last time I went, too. Like, they still did, you know, they, if you haven't been before, um, if you ask for ketchup, they'll go, like, crazy in the restaurant and have everybody bring the ketchup over. They did still do that, but it was a little quieter than in the past. So Are they trying to, like, make yeah, it that's a kind of elevate it? Yeah. It is it is right there in the lobby and it can yeah. get pretty loud. So Yeah. So then the last one I have is and we're not gonna do a top three or anything like you do for <laughs> snacks. So what okay. is the place that you're gonna go to eat at a Disney restaurant here at Walt Disney World where you're not going to even bother about tracking? Like your favorite place to go. Mm, if I'm not oh gosh. I'm only picking one. Don't you worry. I'm just making sure that I say the right one. <laughs> so many. Yeah. I'm going to the California Grill brunch. Oh, so tell us about the, because I haven't done the brunch. I haven't done it. That's why I'm calling it that, because oh, okay. I hear it is phenomenal. And I love brunch. We did a brunch wedding. Um, I just, I, I love brunch and I love mimosas and I love that view. And I'm sure the food's phenomenal because California Grill is spectacular um california grill is 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 awesome like if you're coming into let's just say you're coming into orlando for business or a quick trip and you're not really going to spend a lot of time at walt disney world but you maybe want to have that experience you can go to the california uh grill at the top of disney's contemporary resort and you can get up and even if you don't have a reservation you can go up to the lounge and have a drink and it gives you a really great view of of all of Walt Disney World property. So it's a pro tip for people who 
are coming to Orlando, maybe you're not spending a lot of time at Disney, you can still pop over there, have a drink at the lounge, and it's, it's awesome. Definitely. Yeah, so that would be my one, my one restaurant probably any time of day for that same reason. Yeah. So have you been to, uh, like, the newer quick service restaurants at Disney? So, like, the one in Pandora and also the one in Galaxy's Edge because I noticed that they have some really healthy options compared to the rest of the quick service. Yes. I think it, they're trying to change that culture little by little as we're opening up new restaurants. I've been so impressed with how they've done that. And um, so when you ask the question of what's my favorite point-friendly place to go to, I was torn on whether I was going to say Whispering Canyon or say Satuli Canteen in Pandora at Disney Animal Kingdom. Um, I love that restaurant. It's one of my favorite restaurants at Walt Disney World, quick service or table service. And it's also, you know, very uh, flexible for a number of dietary needs, packed with flavor, really delicious. Low point for me. I love it. Um, I did go to Galaxy's Edge one time and I tried the forget what it was called they had a fun name for it a very theme name for it uh, but it was like the plant-based meatballs um and they were delicious when I was there as well but I do think you can tell they're trying to elevate the game and yeah. you know Disney well Disney World has always been a hot spot for foodies of any kind um but I do think that it's interesting to see how things are kind of evolving right now and I think they're definitely elevating it yeah, I, I think they need to get into Magic Kingdom and do some a little bit more development on quick service there. I'm ready for it. <laughs> ready. I for thought it. they were going to do it with case, uh, with Cosmic Rays because I think Cosmic Rays kind of got a facelift, but I don't know if it really went as hard as they could have gone. Yeah, yeah. My favorite when I'm there is Columbia Harbor House. Mine too. I'm doing it. They have a great salmon, but um, but I'm I'm ready for the wave to hit everywhere. You know. <laughs> yeah, no, I think the that. Uh, Pandora and Star Wars—they did a really good job with the quick service. Uh, It—it's not—it's not theme park food, quote unquote. No, it's not at all. So you would think that developing a new menu would be really easy to do. I mean, I don't know why it takes a whole brand new restaurant for them to implement a new menu. I think some of it has to do with fan favorites and Mm -hmm. people and changing their expectations. Like if you have a guest who's been going and doing something for a long time, if you switch that up on them. It's it can be a lot. Lauren and I know about uh, yeah. you know, that life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that what about Orlando? So I know a few weeks ago we did a um, uh, at on Orlando out of context we did a bingo card and oh, I yeah, shared yeah, I that, love that with you and I saw that you posted it and you got you got a bingo on that. Yeah, I think I got a bingo, but it also like made me realize too that I have a lot more exploring to do as soon as we're free. (laughs) We're free. So, what are some of your, uh, you know, like standout places that you like to go to that's not that's not Disney? Yeah, so I'm a huge ramen fan, and I am uh, the the ringleader of the Domu train, and (laughs) obsessed with Domu, and especially like their new Dr. Phillips location. Um, let's leave the food aside. The food is spectacular, right? At all their locations. But like, if I go inside that one in Dr. Phillips and I open my eyes, like that is what my heaven looks like. Yeah, it's beautiful. The aesthetic is just, the the design is beautiful and the food's fantastic. And, uh, so, um, 
Yeah, so I think Domo is probably top of my list. That's a good answer because Domo is really good. I don't, Steph, you haven't been to no, Domo yet. I haven't been yet. But you know what I want to try there that I haven't is I think it's their chicken wings. Have you tried their chicken wings? Yeah. No. They're so good. <laughs> uh, are they spicy? A little bit. They have a little bit of a kick, but not too bad. Okay. Because yeah. Stephanie doesn't like spicy. So I'm trying to figure out okay. what the best thing for Stephanie to have at Domo would be. Um, yeah. So we'll have to figure that out. I like chicken and I like noodles. Okay. My husband does not like spicy at all. And he is also a huge Domo fan. Did he try the wings? He did try the wings. Yeah. And he was not weirded out by them okay, at all. Maybe I ate more of the wings. I just, um, it's always hard for me to determine because somebody will be like, oh yeah, that's not hot at all. I'll literally touch my tongue to it and I'll be like, <laughs> oh, give me some water, hurry. Okay, so if you're that person, then I have a different recommendation for you. Also on the ramen train, well, the Ishikaya train, is Susuru. So have you been to Susuru? I love Susuru. Me too, obsessed. And their chicken, I don't think is spicy. They've got that fun little lemon aioli on top. And uh, So speaking of Susuru, Seth drove by a few days ago and I just drove by yesterday. They're totally renovating that plaza. Oh. And what I noticed is the mural outside of Susuru is like half of it's gone. So I don't no. know what you do about that. Susuru is open. It. They're it's open. open. Yeah, they're open. It seems like that they're going to be elevating that whole plaza. So let's hope that we are getting some more quality businesses come in there. Yeah, agreed. Maybe some more restaurants and, yeah. you know, who knows what. So we actually made a blog post about Susuru because I thought it was such a cool place for tourists to go to as well. I mean, it's right there within the bubble. It's, you know, less than a mile from Walt Disney. It's a hidden gem, really, at this point. Yeah, it's, it's just great. We went for like a little media event, so we got to taste a few. I don't remember even what we ate, but it was good. Pretty much everything I ate, I liked. Same. Yeah. Susuru yeah. is, is definitely great for uh, a convention or a resort guest who wants to do something a little bit more mom and pop. Totally. But not have to like drive all the way to Winter Park or Orlando to, to do it. Agreed. So. Yeah. So, yeah, Domo, that's a great option, and Susuru is too. So, yeah. Um, Thumbs up to that selection. Love those. <laughs> so tell us about your YouTube channel because I know that you've you've started a YouTube. Yeah. Or... <laughs> We're learning. So <laughs> this started as a quarantine activity, oh. to be honest. <laughs> okay. It was uh, kind of one of the things of I want to come out of this stronger than I came into it in some way or another, right? And if I've got all this extra time on my hands, let's learn how to do something new. So um, my husband and I are doing it together. Um, it's called Hearth and Rome, so think like home and travel. So we're both really into like interior decorating and exploring Orlando. Like that's more the hearth side of it, and then the Rome is our travel adventures when we're back out on the road again. Cool. You know so, what's fun about that? I I love seeing like do you do you follow the Bucket List family? Yes, I love them. They're like, so cute. Just to think, like, you know, it is a fun project. It teaches you new skills. But at the end of the day, it's like uh, family scrapbooking. It's like yeah. taking all of your home, all the things, you know, we go on vacation, we take all these pictures, we take all these movies, and then we never look at them again. Correct. If you kind of, like, put them into a nice little package, it, it leaves such a nice, you know, photo book, photo memories, videos, you know, for your life. Someday down the road. Oh, let's look yeah. at our family videos of the quarantine. And, see. <laughs> <laughs> and you also have a blog with the same name, I believe. So. We do, yeah. 
Um, so we're working on that a little bit as well, just to kind of supplement it and just share our adventures. We, we get a lot of questions about our travels and how we travel, how we, um, how we find good travel deals, things like that. So we're kind of just trying to, to, you know, open up our world a little bit and share some tips with people. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah. So how can people find you uh, both with Pixie Dust and Points and then uh, Hearth and Rome. Rome? Yes. So Pixie Dust and Points, I am on Instagram. Um, so just Pixie Dust, A-N-D, Points. Um, and so pretty simple there. That's the only place you can find me as Pixie Dust and Points. <laughs> so, <Okay. laughs> yep. And then Hearth and Rome. Um, you can find us both on YouTube and on hearthandrome.com. So. Great. Well, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you both. It was great talking to you. Great to think about things. I'm excited to get back to uh, here soon, hopefully. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So until next time. Bye. bye. You have to say bye. Oh, me too? Yeah, yeah. you. Ah, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's do okay. it again. All right, until next time. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram at Orlando Out of Context. Instagram is where you can connect and interact with us, as well as see photos and videos related to this week's episode. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and iHeartRadio.